Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. miss that song when we're done with this season which is going to be in i think about an hour depending on if one of us has a nervous breakdown the us <laughs> i'm talking about in mark and sarah talk about songs is me sarah d bunting and mark blankenship hello mark oh hello i feel like it might be me who has to get carted away in a straitjacket based on the challenging prospect of figuring out the final order for these 10 songs i t- I really thought it's like, all right, I'll just list them in the order that they were in after the last episode. That's not how it went. There was a much um, gnashing of teeth and rending of garments as we wrap up our first name basis season. If you have just arrived, first of all, welcome. You're awesome. Hope you're enjoying things so far. Second of all, we are trying to find the absolutely most iconic pop song that has a name in it or in the title or is associated with a name. We have reached the top 10 at last. We will be ranking them Coke classic style. And here's how that works. I rank the songs. Mark ranks the songs. Our Patreon supporters also voted to rank the songs. So everyone's number one song gets 10 points. Everyone's number two song gets nine points and so on. Once we get to the end, hopefully we have a definitive winner with the most points that will be the most iconic pop song with a name in it it has the force of law mark have i missed anything no i think that's actually covered everything quite succinctly i guess we finally figured out how to explain our ranking system it only took us the length of one and a half presidencies yeah (laughs) and um in between now and when we have to do it again I absolutely will forget how to do it cogently, and it will take four takes. It is what it is. That's why we edit this podcast. Oh, no. What do you mean? We never screw up, and everything that the listeners hear is always the first draft. That's just how we wake up, to paraphrase Beyonce. I don't fart. It's just daisies. All daisies, (laughs) all the time. Um, That's what you call them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think I've mentioned before that uh, my grandmother used to call them pussy cats, which, like, that wasn't any better, Louise. It just, it wasn't. One of the things that I feel like historians <laughs> might want to study about this show is the deep vein of fart talk that you have brought to the table. <laughs> like, I feel like my understanding of your family of origin is just one big fart joke, just farts. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's no joke. It's deadly serious. Silent All but silent deadly. But deadly. Yep, there it is. <gasps> Gorgeous. All the buntings talk yeah. about farts. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. We do. It doesn't need a whole podcast though. And um it's time for us to stop avoiding the task at hand and start talking about these ten songs. Uh would you mind listing them in alphabetical order? so that uh, listeners know what we're dealing with here today? Certainly. Here are our 10 final songs. And again, this is a huge achievement because we started with a master list of over 120, and now we're down to 10. Important note. Truly, you have won if you've made it this far. And by that, I mean these are the 10. Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners, Gloria by Laura Branigan, Lola by The Kinks, Mary Mary by Run DMC, Mickey by Tony Cardamom, Oh Sherry by Steve Perry, Rosanna by Toto, Roxanne by The Police, Sarah by Starship, and Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Oh, God. Okay. Well, like I said before, after our Top 20 episode last week, I was like, all right, this should be quite cinchy. I will just list them in the order that they were, and then I'll just leave them. No prep necessary. <laughs> I'll go to the beach. But then I was like, you know what? Je suis un professionnel. I will re-listen to all of these songs. And then the list um, began to haunt me when I was not at my desk and also when I was at my desk and I just like, I think at one point I literally banged my head on my desk, hoping that that would help. It didn't, but I guess we have to just 
start. Uh, for instance, I thought the come on Eileen had a good shot to win the whole season. A and B would remain fairly stable on my list at number three. It didn't. I have it at number five. Six points. What did you do with it? Well, I'm wondering, was there anything in particular that happened? Or were you just like, I can't anymore? No, I just, I had edited our previous episode recently enough that I felt like certain songs that we had discussed sort of needed to come ahead of it. Like, if anyone else put it higher up, I don't think that's wrong at all. Right. I just, there were certain, um, they're not even criteria, just like instincts, visceral, nameless, formless instincts that were like, other songs have to go ahead of this. I don't, I'm not sure I did the right thing. What did you do? Uh, I also have to tell you, I did the wrong thing of thinking about what I was about to ask you and didn't write down what you said your ranking was. What was that again? (laughs) What was that again? (laughs) Number five, six points. Okay, good. So I put this song in seventh place, which actually is a little bit up from where it was last time, even in comparison to the other songs. I had it down in 12th last time. Mm -hmm. But I just was like, yeah, this song isn't one that ignites, like you just said, that instinctual fire in me around this topic. But I can't think of a great reason why it should be lower than this. So it landed snugly in the middle, bottom of the middle, but still yeah. in seventh place, four points from me. I think in past discussions of the song, I mean, first of all, the song, like, for some reason, it makes me chair dance, even though I don't especially like it anymore. But I think in past discussions of the song, we've talked about, like, the differing sources of the iconicity for these songs. And I think that when it comes to come on Eileen, first of all, there's the one hit wonderness, mm-hmm. the one hit, you know, wonderfulness of it all. And then there's also the fact that this is very much tied to the video um, in a way that some of these are not for me. And I found myself wondering perhaps whether this was iconic for a number of reasons, only one of which is the name. See, that is a great argument, and it actually is a similar argument that I'm going to be using when we get to my number 10 song, but I'll save you. I'll save that. But okay. yes, there is something about the iconicity being connected to the overalls as much as to the name Eileen that mm-hmm. justifies moving the song down the list. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Now, before I reveal the patrons' ratings, I want us to hear from a listener named Eileen. who sent us this epic comment on our Facebook page, and that's facebook.com slash mastass.podcast. Eileen writes, look, my number one pick before decisions were made was Come On Eileen, despite my name. I hate this song being played at me, e.g. played on my 18th birthday birthday during rehearsal of a school musical while I was in tech crew. A spotlight was put on me, and I was horrified in 1984. (laughs) (laughs) Or played at any wedding I attend where someone requests it because I'm there. The song itself is rather dirty based on what they say about the poor Eileen in it. There are many dirty jokes because of this song. I cringe. All that being said, I hear the intro to the song and I love it. I don't love it when others who know me are around, but I do love it, which I think is funny. Mark, I'm sorry you don't know Eileen's, which I acknowledged last time, but there are the perfect number of us out there. It's rare enough that not everyone knows an Eileen but some may know three, and if you're in Ireland, you know hundreds. It's all freaking vowels. No one can spell it. While it's mostly Irish, a lot of very different, extremely non-pale, pasty, non-Irish people love to choose Irish names like Eileen, and you never know when one will pop up. I became a stronger person dealing with this name after the song branded me. To quote Meredith Grey, pick me, choose me, love me. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Eileen. I really feel like that captured the essence of my relationship with Sarah. Yes. So, well done. I mean, Um, I just have to say, like, this is why I love doing this show. Well, one of the many reasons is the people who listen to this show are so funny and smart. And it's just like, that's good shit right there. It's true. Um, Now, the patrons also, I think, may have been swayed by Eileen's comment because they have come on Eileen all the way up at number four 
with hmm. seven points. Huh. Okay. Not on the podium, but higher than I would have expected. I, I mean, I wonder if this particular round is going to be one of those times where there's a lot of polarized voting and then some right. random thing that you're like, her is, is number one, but I guess we're going to find out. I actually don't think that's going to happen. But it could, you never know. I mean, maybe we'll accidentally resurrect living on a prayer from the, the intermission episode and that'll be number one. How did that happen? <laughs> Who can say? Wait, do you want to share the Bon Jovi factoid that you shared with me on Slack the other day? Which one that I passed About, that I was on yes. the parkway yesterday? Um, hi, friend of the show, Mike. I was on my way to see Mike and Janine and uh, passed. The parkway has renamed a lot of its rest stops after cr- crucial New Jerseyans, and John Bon Jovi has a rest stop. And so does Judy Bloom. It's great. It's just so delicious to me. That New Jersey's idea of honoring someone is renaming a pissoir after Bon Jovi. Well, but like, and then the ones on the turnpike are like Vince Lombardi, Walt <laughs> Whitman, Joyce Kilmer, who wrote that I think that I shall never see a thing as see lovely a as a tree poem. That it's like, that's all you got to do. <laughs> I wrote better poems than that in college. Not much better, but better. Where's my fucking pissoir, bitches? <laughs> Anyway, Tommy used to work on the docks. Show some respect to Mr. Bungiovi. You know, when Tommy was working those overnight shifts on the docks, he just had to piss into the ocean. So don't try to denigrate his memory by forcing him to piss inside. In my day, it was called Garden State Arts Center. There was none of this PNC bank business. You took the cheesequake exit and you lived your life. I don't know when I was growing up, we didn't even have the arts. All we had was two sticks, and sometimes we'd wrap them together and call it mama. (laughs) I was that's what we call the pussycat. (laughs) My god, we really, really do not want this season to end. We are stalling like, whoa, this this is is crazy. This is one of those moments where the listeners are like, yeah, no shit, it's the first draft of everything. You didn't have to tell (laughs) 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 okay, so. That brings us to Gloria by Laura Branigan. And I didn't change my ranking just like last week. It is still my number one for all of the reasons I, reasons I espoused last week. But in quick summary, this song is my number one because the name Gloria is used multiple times in multiple ways in the chorus, the verse, and the bridge. You can shout it. You can sing it. And I don't think that it has been over... It has not been eclipsed by other things connected to the song despite that hockey team that really had a good run with it. So to Mm. me, this song epitomizes what we're doing here. Gloria is my number one, 10 points from Mark. This one, this one did end up staying stable in the position that it was in when I began this um, stroke inducing process, (laughs) which is to say that it was my number 10 with only one point, but it moved around a lot and um, it got in some bare knuckle conflicts with ladies named Rosanna and Lola. Like the, I mean, there were some that it was like, it's better than this, but also worse than this one that's ahead of that one. Like, it just, it really started getting into advanced calculus, which I did not do well in in school. But this is one of those cases where my feeling about this song has been, like, I think you have made an effective case for this song um, over the course of the season. But it has to go somewhere. And in this group, I feel while respecting your vision for it, that my vision for it is that it's number 10. But after like 120,000 songs started this season, that's not bad. Yeah, and that is the thing to keep coming back to. 10th out of 120,000 is still pretty fucking good. Yeah, so we definitely uh, split this baby, but uh, the listeners, I think, have come around more to your point of view. Is that true, or where'd they put it? It is true, though I will add that, as always, I love it when we disagree because it just makes for a more interesting episode. Yeah, or we agree, but we just one of us just has like a really avant-garde 
approach. <laughs> right. Yes. It's like, where's the scale? Here's both my thumbs. Fuck you guys. We need not be in lockstep. Um, so <laughs> the patrons put it in third place, which gives Ooh. it eight points. So still okay. a strong showing, but with your 10th place ranking, who knows what's going to happen, Sarah? I'm That's on true. tenterhooks. Tenterhooks. Mm. Um, well, it's finally time for a clip. We need to hear a clip of Lola, I feel. So why don't we roll it? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought a clip of actual Lola since we only heard Yoda last week. That's and right. it doesn't seem like we should, despite um, as of recording today, the many nominations for Weird Al's weird series. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that, let's just, let's hear the real one. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance. I asked her her name and in a thought voice she said hello. I, you know how I said that I wrote better poems than Joyce Kilmer? I did, yes. but I'm never going to write anything as good as Dark Brown Voice. Like, mm. I, I just, I think I said this earlier in the season, but there's so much specific, frank imagery. We did a whole, like, uh, unreliable narrator episode, and this is, like, the opposite of that. This is, like, a confessional narrator that you're like, I know this guy. I know what he's wearing. I can picture Lola. I can picture this guy. This is such good songwriting. But I still only put it at number eight because this season is difficult. So um, her dark brown voice only gets three points, but, man, what what a great song and what a great... What, like, what a weird achievement for this to have charted when it did and to have stayed famous as long as yeah. it has. It's just such a good song. It's really well done. Well, and I just think about the almost magic of the way that this song tells such a clear story and injects, yeah. it, with, and injects it with such self-effacing humor, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem whiny and it doesn't seem sarcastic. The way he's like, I'm not the world's most masculine guy. (laughs) It's like charming and funny. And like you learn so much about Lola. You learn so much about this guy. It's I agree with you. This is just a wonderful song. I also agree with you that it's in eighth place because it's (laughs) also there for me. And I again, things have to go somewhere. This is one of our top 10 songs. It is clearly great, connected very strongly to the name Lola, but it does not light up with that particular podium bell for me Mm -hmm. and uh the patrons essentially agree with us they put it in sixth place with five points okay so that brings us to mary mary uh the question that's been on everyone's lips all season why you bugging uh sarah i think we also have a clip for mary mary this week if i'm not mistaken we absolutely do because i just wanted to revisit the uh expertise of this flow one more time and remind everybody before they um, flinch away from my yet another avant-garde ranking for this song that it is two Mary Mary songs in one and they're <laughs> both really good. Here's a clip. We started out new, you used to be true, now you're bugging what's wrong with you. Why you bugging? I knew Mary well because she's Cause raised, she in, raised hell. in hell. Yeah. I mean, perhaps she is bugging because she spent the night in a cell. I'm just saying. Probably not a pleasant experience. You know what? Their album, Raising Hell, is named after her. That's mm-hmm. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Mary should be bugging out with joy because that's what they chose to do. Um, yeah. And for listeners who don't recall what Sarah means when she says two Mary Mary songs in one, this song is based on a sample of a song by the Monkees, and it's actually Mickey Dolenz who's singing Mary mm-hmm. Mary in this song. 
And it's just such a clever, charming, delightful bit of music. It is. Um, And his vocal on this song, I must say, uh, the last monkey standing, like if if we were ranking the monkeys on individual fuckability, he's always last, except (laughs) for his vocal in this song, which is hot as hell. And you know what? We may eventually be doing a ranking of monkeys by fuckability. So just never say never. Yeah, and one of the songs in this episode is going to be the theme song to that. You know, Mickey, are you so fine? Do you blow our minds? Um, All right, here's the point. I put Mary Mary third because it brings me joy. It is two songs in one. It is two excellent songs in one. And the joy that I have had, not just listening to this song many times over the course of my life, but talking about it with you and um, passing along this earworm to you, my pod spouse. <laughs> I mean, and like I, I try to be a reasonable person about this, but it was not possible. It just kept floating back up to number three. Eight points. I can only be what I am. What I am is bugging. It is what it is. Where'd you put it? I don't need you to apologize at all for that because the gift of this song has been <laughs> constant. Like who needs frankincense and fucking myrrh? I've got mm. Mary, Mary, Murray, Murray. No, <laughs> Why Mary, Mary. Mm-hmm. So yes, this, uh, you recently sent me a link to some jumbo sized Mary, Mary, why you bugging t-shirt that you said you were going to buy and belt as a dress. And I hope that you do. I love it. I want it in my life forever. Now, that said, <laughs> the patrons put this song in a tie for ninth place. Oh, well. So that's two points from them. And just looking in the the eagle-eye view of the entire pool of contenders, I felt that this was the right place for Mary, Mary to wind up, by which I mean the top ten. But I did not feel that it needed to go very high, so I also put it in ninth place, two points from me. Okay. So I am very high for putting it very high. I I accept that. (laughs) I accept that. (laughs) Well, I I think that there might be some at home who get frustrated with my choices for the next song on the docket. So there we are. Really? And what song is that? That would be Mickey by... Tony Bayleaf. Bayleaf! I knew we missed one. (laughs) All right, before we go nuts, Meg, with our rankings, shall we hear a clip? I think that you unfortunately just got fired from the show. Fair. Fair. No, no, come back, come back. You know what? (laughs) We're going to clear your record just this once. Okay. All right. (laughs) While I pack up my things, here's a clip. thing about this song um i don't remember what context this was i think it might have been one of those year-end things where we compared like the top 20 of um a year and then a year 50 years ago like the 1969 2000 right like 2019 we were talking about uh the isley brothers it's your thing right and you're like that opening break is super sexy, but by the time they hit the words, do what you want to do, it's like, I've basically heard all of the song that is useful, yeah. right? Like, yes. all the all the um, goodies are sort of, like, front-loaded. I clipped what I clipped because, like, once the um, Casio comes in, like, once that, that it's sort of like, I'm done. Like, I got what I needed from this song. But does that mean that it's more or less iconic? I don't think it affects it. it. 
this has been a weird season because I'm really trying to divorce what I feel about songs qua songs with how iconic I think they are. And I think that that first 38 seconds that we just heard is enough. It is enduring the like clapping when yeah. the organ comes in. Uh, it's all it's all enduring and sustaining. Um, and this remained, I mean, actually it went up a notch, but it is my number four uh, for this for this time. So seven points. Well, and I um, I had this last time in tenth, and okay. I moved it up to fifth this time. Okay, because. Like you said, I mean, it is iconic. The clapping is iconic. But I just ultimately, it's like, I just don't know enough Mickeys, <laughs> Pache Mickey Dolans, to uh, feel like Pache can... Mickey Dolans is a <laughs> phrase that is now part of the historical record. I'm sorry, please continue. <laughs> Even though we're talking about a Mickey just moments ago. Um, so, yeah, for me... I just felt like this song is definitely top five, but it is number five because, well, we haven't gotten to my numbers two or three yet, and I'll get into that in a second, but I feel like fifth is where it belongs. Now, the patrons also repeated, they repeated their ranking from last time and kept it in first. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, yeah. So it's my fifth, your fourth, and their first. So a very strong showing for... Yep. Mickey and uh, yeah, I think Tony Allspice has a real has a real shot at this shit. She's coming up well, happily. I I don't know. <laughs> Come on, what? Okay, good night. Oh, I'll see myself out. <laughs> that was to take a garlic powder after that one. Oh, oh my god, I was reaching for something with garlic or onion powder in it. There it is. There it is. That's that good work. Okay, next. We have Steve Perry's, to my ear, immortal, O'Sherry. It absolutely is immortal. It's been stuck in my head all day. Um, Once again, in an unholy mashup with, um, this time it was The Show Must Go On by Queen. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not sure what's wrong with me neurologically but while i contemplate that here is a clip in which um i feel like this part of the song maybe doesn't get as much attention when we're talking about how iconic it is i think that that's incorrect of us as pop music historians here is mr steve perry you should have been gone no Made you feel that I should have been gone After all your words of steel Oh, I must have been a dreamer Dreamer And I must have been someone else And we should have been a That is some expert build shit. And I always forget that there's this like very theatrical, it's like the aural equivalent of him taking the stage with just like a pin light above him. <laughs> That's exactly right. Him and go! And you're or, just like, and yeah, and his nose just like blanking out everything below it. <laughs> or will you accept this interpretation? He's not even on stage yet when he starts to sing. Yes. It's just his voice filling up the room, and then he slowly enters the stage while singing that part. Also acceptable. Yes. I mean, yeah, it really is. It's so theatrical, but then immediately the sing-along sort of like audience participation elements come in, and it's like, (laughs) it's so good. Um, (sighs) So it was with a heavy heart that I put it in sixth with, <laughs> with five points, but like it had to go somewhere. Yes. And I, 
I knew that it probably should be in the Mary Mary slot, but um, I was bugging, so this is where it is. Uh, I will say, first of all, I think other people's rankings are going to kind of undercut me on this, and I'm completely fine with it. And second of all, I probably had not heard this song before we started doing the season in like 20 years. And now I hear it every day. And if I don't hear it, I'm sad. And I feel like my life is better having reintroduced Sherry into it. That's, that's a word as they Mm -hmm. say, that's an amen. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I feel like this season has, if nothing else really made me focus on the perfection of this particular song. Yeah. Like, literal pop perfection i am accepting no substitutes it is so fucking good mm-hmm. i also need to acknowledge the song was co-written by steve perry bill cuomo about whom i know nothing mm-hmm. i will admit randy goodrum who wrote many many country hits and also Anne murray's you needed me yeah and then the perfectly named craig krampf k-r-a-m-p-f krampf <laughs> craig krampf you know Craig Cramp? Yeah. Oh, Sherry, do you know Craig Cramp? Yes, I do. Of the Kennebunkport Cramps? Oh, yes. <laughs> now, I have realized that the thrill of watching Rock of Ages, I know I keep bringing it up, but it has just really made this song last for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't apologize for what my heart knows to be true. No. Which is that this is my number two song. Mm-hmm. With I nine thought points. so. I think you're I probably can't. right. But here's the thing. This is the other song that the patrons put in a tie for ninth place. Wow. So they huh. were like, oh, Sherry, Mary, Mary, Harry, yeah, Barry, Dingleberry. Like, songs. <laughs> I mean, I, this might just be a use case thing yeah, here I again. I think you might be right. Which um, has been the real glory of uh, <laughs> the season. I'm sorry. I will see myself out. Good luck, everybody. But here's what I want to say, listeners, if you have not given yourself a chance to sit in a dark room with O'Sherry blasting, treat yourself tonight or Mm -hmm. today, whatever time it is when you're listening to this, do it now. Or a well-lit room or a street. Yeah. I was like singing out in the fucking post office today. The song is that powerful. I just did not care. Like postal workers are like, what is happening? I'm like, it's fine. I'm unarmed except for my raspy baritone. Yes, and you're like throwing yeah. out leather gloves to people so you can all get in the 80s fashion. Like, here's a de- denim jacket. Come with me on this journey. I know it's 92 degrees in Brooklyn today, but here's a red long sleeve leather outfit. Let's get this done. You know, yesterday I got a haircut. Um, this is the most scintillating part of the episode, everyone. And uh, <laughs> the guy who cut my hair normally puts uh, like mousse or whatever in there, not mousse, like paste whatever you want to call it yeah but yesterday he surprised me by putting hairspray in my hair and i was like what is it 1986 okay uh-huh. so yep. i basically was turning into this music video without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. it's all um, product baby that's right so that brings us now to toto's rosanna and i will say this this song is my number four it is to me a very very solid example of what we're talking about here again it's top 10 everything is succeeding but the more that i thought about it the more i thought yes this song uses the word the name rosanna in multiple ways in multiple parts of the song Mm -hmm. on the off chance that i ever meet a rosanna well i used to work with one as i think i said 700 weeks ago when we started the season i did actually sing this song to her so to me solid evidence of the brief from toto and rosanna that's why it's my fourth place song uh, the patrons essentially agreed with me. They put the song in fifth place with six points. Sarah, what about you? Um, just a reminder that this was Andrew Burns' yes. selection for what would, quote, win the whole season. I'm not sure that's going to happen because I put it in ninth. But I will say that this season, I really felt like this was not my this was not my favorite Toto song. This was not even my second favorite Toto song. And I think I said in a previous episode, like, I kept getting it stuck in my head, I thought, but it was like the, it was Joanna 
It's, it's not <laughs> Rosanna. Cool in the gang. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think was never in any kind of discussion this season, which, okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Guess you're not that cool or your gang. Uh, yeah, Rosanna as a song has definitely risen in my esteem, given how much we've been talking about it this season. And I think it was an excellent choice on Andrew's part. And I love your rubric for the selection, namely that it's you hear the name a bunch of times in a bunch of different ways and like narrative portions of the song right. story. Yes. But in this group, I just couldn't quite get it. I couldn't quite get there. So this is my number nine with two points. I feel you, Joanna. Oh, that's a reference <laughs> to a Sweeney Todd. I love you. That song is so bad. I'm so glad we didn't talk about it. Actually. <laughs> um, so next up we have the song that your husband picked to go all the way. That is the police's Roxanne. And we do in fact have a clip of that tune. We do. And have we heard one? I don't think we we've have not. This is Roxanne's uh, debut in terms of clips on this season. Mm. I mean, you don't need one, but the song overall is pretty good. So I'm glad we have one. And here it is. Sweet fucking harmony. Yeah, it is. So good. With all due respect to that sweet harmony and to the excellent pick by my husband and to my husband, I it sort of stayed stable for me, but then it kept dropping and I I fought, I fought it, I fought myself, but it is in seventh. This is this is where it landed. If we had recorded this like even six hours later, it might have moved again. But we ha- <laughs> I had to stop eventually. I was saying to Mark on Slack earlier, like, we have to go ahead and record this because I keep moving shit around enough already. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's an excellent pick. If it ends up winning, I've got no kick with that. But four points from me. Great song. Meets the brief. Not quite as much as others. You? Um, so for me, this was a song that continued to rise in my esteem throughout the process. Uh, it just became more and more apparent to me that I feel this song is doing the job that this season is here to do. And I didn't really know when we started how strongly I would end up feeling about it. But here it is. It's my bronze medalist, third Mm -hmm. place, eight points. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And the patrons like it even a titch more, they put it in second place. So it's nine points from them. I, oh my God. Did, did Mr. Dan Patrick Brady, did Danny boy, (laughs) Daniel, did he pick this? I seriously described it to him. I hadn't even finished the sentence of describing the season concept. And he's like, Roxanne. I was like, (laughs) well, we'll find out. We will find out soon enough. If he was the amazing Kreskin or I guess Kreskin was a mental, was Kreskin predicted the future, right? Yes. Let's mm-hmm. say that he did. He, he was did the all kinds Kreskin. of things. Yeah. Bent he bent spoons. With his mind on Carson. Totally. Great. Uh, next, we come to Sarah, not you, but the song by Starship. And uh, I'm curious to know where Sarah landed for you when all was said and done. When all was said and done, this one did not move. It Like it, it got a little bit depressed, so to say. Um, in the rankings, but not much. It has been pretty stable at number two, as long as that's been a conversation. And uh, in whatever sort of group it's in, it's always number two. Uh, and it's still number two. I mean, it's, you know, my feelings about it also involve number two, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey! But, um, yeah, I, I do like that this season has made me appreciate... Some of the things that Starship has done well, um, 
and not gotten credit for. Like the vocal on this and in Jane, I think, I mean, Jane, I knew because I think that song is fucking great. It's a banger. It's a panty dropper. I've always loved it. Yes. But this song, sort of having to contemplate this song for this reason, um, instead of just um, trying to be a good sport about people, you know, trying to hit that note and not doing it. And then when you hear Mickey doing it, oh, here's another Mickey. When you hear Mickey doing it, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, this, is right. actually, this is actually tough. This part of the song is good and f- authentic and felt. And then that just cornball arrangement. Anyway, I've said all this a million times. It's my number two, nine points. I think, I think the listeners probably put it in last again. That's fine. Um, here we all are together. Where did you end up uh, leaving this? <laughs> number two <laughs> yes well let me remind you too listeners that if you're wondering where you can hear sarah and i talk about jane by starship just check out one of the singles that we've put on our patreon page it's a patron only episode connected to this theme you just need to become a patron and support the show in order to get access to the episode where we talk about jane and some other songs that didn't quite make the cut for this season but that we still like you can join us at patreon.com slash we hope you will. Yeah. Uh, now that we've ended that public service announcement, I can say <laughs> that I put the song in sixth place with five points. Okay. And you were right. The patrons put it in last to Gunzo, 10th mm-hmm. place with a single point. But yeah. your case, as far as I'm concerned, is impeccably made. Not just the fact that you've lived the song, <laughs> uh, but that you've, you've identified some things about it that make it very, very appropriate as a number two pick. Yeah. Did you struggle with where to put this one at all? Or was this yes. easy for you? Hmm. No, okay. this song went up as high as number three for me. Okay. And then eventually landed at number six because I just, honestly, it's just at this point, we're talking about the 10 best songs of mm-hmm. a massive group. So it's like, well, this song is great too. It also fulfills the brief. It's also, so it was very much like splitting hairs at this point. Yeah. Yep. Same. All right. We've reached the end. So, Sweet Caroline, Sarah, here's something that I did on Sunday. We're recording this on a Thursday. On our this most recent Sunday, I happened to be at an event with a friend of mine named Caroline, and I asked her if she had ever had anyone sing this song at her. Caroline is in her 50s, so she would have been present for the entire history of the song. Mm -hmm. And she said, No, no one's ever sung it at her. Wow. And then, honestly, I was like, that tears it. That's it. Fuck you, sweet Caroline. And I thought about the fact that, like you were saying earlier, with Come On Eileen and the overalls, I think this song, so much more than Gloria and the hockey season, is permanently affixed to sports culture in a way that has divorced it from the name Caroline. And my exhaustive survey of one person... I decided, proved my point. That is why I put this in 10th place. Wow. All right. It's, I mean, it was my prediction to win it all. And I, uh, mine too, mine too. But, um, I think you make an excellent point, but having, having witnessed at prospect park soiree, like when it was on and just an entire group demographically mixed in every possible way hundreds of people all pavloving this song into their conversations like working around chewing food to incorporate (laughs) it like i understand that that's not really speaking to the iconicity of it as a name song right but but it's still something really such like a powerful um the power of the crowd moment um, that like just watching old friends sing it through a mouthful of bruschetta was like, okay, anyway, I don't think we really need a clip, but we do have one at last. Shall we? Yes. Let's. And touching hands Reaching out Touching me 
good. So good. So good. I this song is actually put together fairly badly. Like I, I feel like maybe another take might have been something that Neil wanted to do, but did not do. Um. Anyway, yeah. Number one, ten points. Ba, well, ba, ba. <laughs> and then. The listeners uh, did decide that the song should be in seventh place in with four points. I just realized that I have no idea what's going to happen, and I feel like all the songs have roughly 16 points. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. don't know what's going on. Well, so um, let's take a break, and um, you can do some math. Okay. We're back, and the final rankings have been tabulated. Sarah, are you ready to hear the exciting final standings of our top ten finalists? Um, the ten-way tie for sixth place? Yes. Hit me. Yes. Okay. Coming in and tenth place with 11 points, meaning every single one of these songs cracked double digits when it would have been possible for a song to have three points total. Mm-hmm. So it tells you something. Uh, coming in in 10th place with 11 points, that's la 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 la. Coming in in 9th place with 12 points, we have Mary Mary in the top 10. I can't believe it got this far, and that's really a beautiful outcome. I love it. Now, talk about making accurate predictions. Next, we have a three-way tie for 8th with 15 <laughs> points. Oh, God. Three songs have 15 points in eighth place. Tied, that is Sweet Caroline, Sarah, and Rosanna. Wow. Okay. So I guess, what the fuck do we know, I guess, is one of the things that we're saying right now. Well, and what the fuck does Andrew know, but Dan, still in this thing. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Now, in fifth place with 16 points. So, you know, barely, barely any distance. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Sherry reaches number uh, five with 16 points. Okay. In fourth place with 17 points. (gasps) Again, close as could be. Fourth place, come on, Eileen. Now, third place with 19 points. That's what we're talking about here, people. It's two points out of being fourth or being on the podium. In third place with 19 points, it's Gloria... By Ms. Laura Branigan. Okay. Then I will just say this. Our number two song has 21 points. Our number one song has 23 points. Wow. And this is a competition in which the top ranking song could have gotten 30 points. So there is no runaway victory here. All of these songs were very strong. Number two, 21 points, Roxanne. Oh, okay. They were so close. So Which close. means number one, all time as decided by fate and law together, iconic name song with 23 points, and the patron's number one pick is Mickey by Tony Basil. Mickey really is so fine. And I mean, this blew my mind. I mean, this is actually not a surprise, but um, full credit to Dan for just immediately being like, oh, this one. And I really, I thought it had a shot until you said Mickey was number one. I thought it had a shot. Yep. Wow. And I, I mean, seriously. Fascinating. I know. What an interesting journey. And uh, truly, Dan, good on you for picking number mm. two. And it has very often been the case where the patron's number one pick does not do very well. <laughs> and this time, their number one pick actually won the whole thing. So... Patrons, this one was for you as well. I actually think that this season has proven to be so full of interesting avenues, cul-de-sacs. I'm so glad that you had the idea for this theme all those moons ago. Yeah, I so am I. And I love that uh, everyone embraced the project, even though we sort of kept evolving what the project yes. meant to us. But this really has been a fascinating journey in terms of defining relationships to songs and what 
you know, what we mean when we say iconic. So yes, yes. Um, and also I really need to not say the word iconicity for a period of 30 to 60 days. That's going to be my rule. Um, but I think we are going to have another single, um, around this season and we may just do a bunch of songs by or about Mickey's who knows what we're going to do, but, uh, we hope that you will join us and that you have had as good of a time, contemplating these um, capital I issues as we have because these theme seasons always um, sort of slide off the rails, but then onto another road that's also awesome. So thanks for coming along. You're the Mickey of this relationship listeners because you are so fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you are the spice of life. (laughs) Oh, that makes absolutely no sense. Goodbye. See you next season. Goodbye. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Sarah D. Bunting and Mark Blankenship. That's me. And edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. This podcast is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. And if you want to talk about songs, suggest a season theme, get a pop chart reading or customized playlist, or have a cocktail with us and your fellow listeners, then come on by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash where you'll find polls, happy hours, and tons of extra episodes and content. We're also at Talk Songs on Twitter at Mastass Everywhere on Instagram and Mastass.podcast on Facebook. Or just email us, talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. All that contact info will be in our show notes. Scroll down. Hope we'll be talking about songs with you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.